Hello there and welcome to this week's episode of Sunday to Sunday. Welcome back to the podcast. We are so grateful that you are listening in today. Um, We are on episode 41. I don't know if y'all knew that or not, but we're at episode 41. The number 40. (laughs) The number 40 is a biblical number and we're beyond that now. So great things are happening moving forward. Amen. All right. We are here (laughs) today with Rebecca Sargent. Hey, friends. Hey. Oh, thank you for making the weird noises since um, Pastor Anthony can't join us today. <laughs> and Stephanie Nobles. <laughs> Hi. I'd go a high-low thing there. I like it. I really do. Oh, yeah. Something like that. <laughs> so, and episode... Jonathan. Oh, yeah. And I'm yourself. Here. Hi. <laughs> episode 41. We're going to go right into our right... No segment, Stephanie. I, what you got? You know, for I us? used to want a jingle for this segment, but the it changes every week, and I kind of like that too. Yeah, yeah. that <laughs> kind of spices it up. Yeah. yeah. This week we've got um, two fresh, brand new questions, and the first one is: Okay, so I don't know how old you are if you're listening to this podcast, but um, the three of us that are on this today are still very youthful. I like to say, very, <laughs> but we very. are in our late twenties, early thirties between the three of us, and um, and I will forever remain in that range. Um, <laughs> but today, I want to ask the question: Is like, what is something like a non or I'm not a kid anymore item that you use that you like for sure? Like, I'm definitely not a kid anymore. Like I'm in full blown adulthood now that you just like think is the best item ever. Like you rave about it. You wouldn't want to be without it. And you highly recommend it to our listeners. So I want to hear from you guys what you think that item is right now. Well, for me, I just purchased it today. Um, There's this guy uh, has a YouTube channel called Flav City and he does all these different recipes and stuff. And he uses a splatter guard whenever he's frying things. Yeah. And I've always wanted one. And I saw one at Walmart this morning for like not expensive. And they had like three different sizes. I'm like, I'm going to get one. And so I now am the proud owner of a splatter guard. So now I won't make a mess whenever I'm frying things in my kitchen. So I I was very happy. (laughs) I was very happy about that purchase. Yeah. I'm happy for you and your clean t-shirts and countertops. <laughs> hey, I am too. <laughs> yeah. Look, I, I have pop. seen that, honestly. I don't have one, but I've seen them. Yeah. I was going to pick one up the other day, but then I got distracted by something else in Bed Bath & Beyond and forgot <laughs> to buy it because I got splattered the other day with some baking grease on my eyelid. Oh, I was see? very oh, upset. I a splatter guard. I am super chill and we'll just make bacon in the microwave sorry sorry to all of our listeners that are like that is disgusting but um grayson likes the bacon made in the frying pan and it, it always pops me i know but then i always get popped so i just oh, need yeah, to get that splatter guard well thank you, thank you for that mm-hmm. talking about grown-up gifts or grown-up items or whatever let me say this related to bacon in the microwave i 
about a year ago, bought this thing that's made specifically to make bacon in the microwave. And it has ridges on it. So you lay the bacon up. Right. What's so great about it is you can put like six or seven pieces of bacon at once. So you can put this thing in the microwave. You can put seven pieces of bacon on it. It is absolutely delicious. You just do a minute for every piece of bacon and they come out super crispy and excellent. And you don't have to burn yourself in the frying pan. But that's not my, that's not my, um, grown up purchase. Um, for the past two years, I've asked for a new ceiling fan for Christmas because I'm a very much like a practical gift. Like I don't want yes. gifts. I don't need gifts. Like I have everything I need probably way more than I probably need or could want, but I do want some new ceiling fans in my house. So last year, my dad got me one for my birthday for my living room. And this year I, my parents were like, what do you want? I said, you know, I'd really like that same ceiling fan for my bedroom. And so that's how I know. That's how I know I've really crossed over. I'm asked for a ceiling fan, not once, but twice. (laughs) So, you know, it is wonderful. It is super quiet and it looks majestic. (laughs) Oh, that is fantastic. So that's how grown up we are right now. Oh there my you gosh. <laughs> do y'all remember like is, oh sorry so i just say do y'all remember like the first moment where you're like oh crap i'm becoming an adult you know what i'm talking about like i remember seeing a copper one of those copper pans on tv and i was like i'm old enough to buy one of those hey that'd be awesome i'm like what am i talking about it's a pan <laughs> i feel What's like i've a frying pan? been a little bit of a mini adult just, I was the only child. Well, I was true. around adults a lot. So, yeah. I mean, you, you know, not always that. like, oh, no, no, no. I just felt like I've always really liked organization and like practical, whatever. And I can remember getting my first vacuum and being like, oh, this is it. I have arrived. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh you were an adult before most people, Steph. <laughs> well, it could be good and bad, but I'll take it as it was. Mostly good. Yeah. Mostly good. Well, our second question today is, if COVID was not a thing, if it had not changed all of our plans for the last six to seven months, what would you typically be doing right now? Friend, you know what we would be doing. I do know. We would be fasting in preparation for the NC State Fair that would be starting this Thursday. Look. I don't know, listener, where you are right now, if you're in North Carolina, if you're outside of North Carolina or outside of the United States, but in the United States, every state has a state fair. And I would just say North Carolina's is top notch. I mean, everybody I know goes to it at least once. And um, we don't necessarily ride the rides. We go to eat all the foods. Yes. And maybe sometimes play bingo. But other than that... And it is the highlight of our year, and our state fair is canceled this year because of COVID. So my answer is the exact same as Rebecca's because I always go with Rebecca and her husband, Grayson, because Grayson is some kind of state fair phenomenon, and I don't understand, but he knows where everything is before he gets there. I get lost every time we're in there, and he's like, which way to the corner? I'm like, I don't know. You tell me because you know. Yeah, yeah, I don't know how he knows. Also, I would like to point out that you guys are listening to a – State Fair Award winner, Miss oh. Rebecca Sargent last year won for her pineapple plant. Give it up for Rebecca. Oh, man. What? It's still alive, too. So that's exciting. Yeah. 
Yeah. She got a ribbon That's and everything. Is that for real, for real? Yeah. I have a video of the yes. of her yeah. seeing it. Wow. Anyway. Well, how, Rebecca? I'm so sorry. Yeah. I underestimated your plant Green thumb. skills. Green thumb. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, Jonathan, we would be going to the state fair for sure, for sure. What would you be doing right now? Um, I think I'd probably at this point, you know, with the weather getting cooler, I'd probably take my Harley across the country and just, you know, just ride. Mm. You know, oh. just... <laughs> no, but but seriously, after I woke up from my motorcycle dream, I would want to go out and play some ultimate Frisbee. Uh, obviously, Lindsay would be there in attendance because she's a Frisbee champion. Um, she beat me in, in disc golf. So I would assume that would transfer to that. Um, I, I, I miss playing some ultimate Frisbee and you can't really get around people right now. And so I would love to, to be doing that and enjoying the outdoors because mm. we can't really do much of that right now in a group. No, I hear you. And the weather's also getting better. We never know though, cause it's North Carolina, but, yeah, for real. but I'm definitely here for the sunny, cooler weather that we're getting. Bring it on. Yeah. Well, so that that's our right now segment for this week, and we want to hear from you guys. So if you're listening to this podcast at any point, um, go to Apple Podcast and give us a five-star review and leave a comment about what you would be doing right now or you're officially a grown-up purchase that you're using right now as well. There you go. Right now. I do like it's It's always changing. It's always changing. Mm-hmm. I don't think we'll ever be able to top Passers when he did kind of his little... Yeah, he did his little. I think it's good. It's very reflective of the segment because the segment's always changing because it's what you're doing right now. So the jingle is like, what are we feeling right now? Oh, I like that. True. Yeah, I love that. That's deep. That's deep, Steph. Snaps. That's what I'm here for. You know. (laughs) That's awesome. Feeling fans and deep comments. (laughs) Well, we're gonna go right into uh, the sermon content from this past. Sunday, it was the last installment of Do You Believe in Miracles? Um, and I, I cannot, it's so hard for me to not say that and then go right into song and just start singing. Like, I want to start singing that song. Do you, I'm like, where are you from? All right, anyway, I want to go through two of Pastor's points from, from last week that I think um, we probably can testify to. Pastor's point was desperate situations attract critics. And obviously we saw that all throughout uh, all the miracles that Jesus performed. There were people there who want to uh, prove him as a, as a fraud and as this fake prophet and someone who is blaspheming God. And so we see that even in the midst of, of good, that we can have critics just come out of the woodwork. Um, and so to this first point, to open up some conversation, on a scale of one to ten, how much are you able to relate with this statement, desperate situations attract critics? I'm trying to think if I can recall a time that I've experienced that personally. Um, but I think we definitely see it every day, like people going through tough times, tough circumstances. And you've all, especially when it comes to like the internet, because we see so much more now, social media or uh, celebrities you know, whoever categorizes people as celebrities, whatever, but just people going through a tough time or they've made a mistake or they're in a desperate situation or circumstances or or whatnot. 
um, you always have people who are very critical of that time. Like you didn't do this right. You should have done this. You're never going to be, you're never going to recover from this season or this circumstance, or you're never going to be good enough. Or you just see that so much and it, and whether you're celebrity or not and um well known or not and and that's really tough because those are the times whenever you need uh the truth but you need it spoken in love and you need support and um I think we definitely I don't think there's a person listening to this podcast that could say that they've never at least witnessed that if they haven't experienced it personally um, just going through a tough time and having people either come out of the woodwork or maybe even some family or friends not respond in the greatest way. They kind of get a little critical, whether it's out of jealousy, insecurity, or just plain ignorance of the situation. You know, I think Jeff, we see it I was going to say the same thing. I can't think off the top of my head of a situation, situation that I personally have experienced it. I'm, I'm sure there's been something, but nothing jumps out at me, but definitely um, seen a lot because of social media and, you know, just the way things are now. But I was going to just reference, you know, just recently there was a celebrity couple that lost a child. I don't, I don't want to misspeak. So I don't want to say it was a miscarriage because I'm not sure how far along she was, but anyway, but she chose publicly to, to mourn and share and like document it, you know, basically giving a platform for other people who have gone through it to mourn with her to like, let them feel seen. And people were just bashing this couple online for handling it the way they did. Well, first of all, they can handle it however they want to, right? Because it's It's their business. It's their business. Um, (laughs) And so it just broke my heart that somebody going through what I can only imagine is one of the hardest things you could ever experience. And instead of being met with love and encouragement, they were just met with hate. And it just, it just made me so sad for them. So definitely, I mean, and especially in the public eye, you know, you'll get it, anybody and everybody coming out of the woodwork. So yeah. So that's rough. And I think as it relates to the, the story that Pastor Anthony was talking about this weekend, again, continuing in the story of Lazarus, you know, People were critical of Jesus. They didn't think he showed up on time. People were critical of Martha because they're like, you should have called for Jesus earlier or you should just accept that he's dead. You know, everybody had an opinion. And the only place we need to look to is to the Lord and to other people who are looking to him too. Absolutely. Yeah. That's tough. And I think too, what we can glean from that story is we, we, we can... We can say, you know, like it's it's much better to either say something positive or nothing at all, you know, and kind of steer clear of, of being like some of those people you guys have described. But I mean, you know, if we if any either of us were in Martha's shoes, who are to say we wouldn't say the same? Because even she criticized Jesus, you know. She she even and said she was a little you were salty. Here. Yeah, she yeah. Was like, she if was you had been salty. here, he would not have died. But I know you can fix it. Yeah. <laughs> That's she all, was that's, super faithful. What's the Stephanie uh, translation? <laughs> yes. Yeah. She believed like that Jesus could do it and was faithful, yeah. but she she still, I mean, she was critical. Even she was critical of Jesus. Um, I, I feel like so that was it, 100% a Rebecca response too, though. You know, like, <laughs> like I recognize who you are and what you can do, but just so you know. <laughs> I'm like, teensy bit hard. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, I love that because she was honest. And yeah. And, 
is honest, like where what we can be with God now, but she was honest to Jesus's face. Yeah. And, and she could do that because she had a personal relationship with him right. and she knew that he would see where she was coming from, that he would also feel her hurt, that he would understand and that he would still move forward and do the right thing, whatever that looked like. And um, so I just love that whole picture and just mm-hmm. those, that one, like one little bit of the story. I think it's beautiful. Right. Yeah. Well, unlike Martha, most critics, whenever they are being critical of other people and casting judgment, throwing the first stone, if you will, they do not use words of encouragement or anything positive most of the time. But we do see that Jesus was able to use, um, he was that he had power in his words when he called for Lazarus to come forth, you know, G, uh, pastor's last point was one word from Jesus changes reality. All he had to say was Lazarus and he came forth. He brought life into a situation of death. And scripture says that even we have the power of life and death in our tongue, not in the sense of resurrecting people, but in the sense of bringing people up spiritually, mentally, emotionally, giving them life in that way. So as we kind of close out this series and and with this uh, episode, what life-giving words would you leave for those desperate for a miracle right now? I guess my, my words would just be to remind people that they belong. They belong to Jesus. They belong wherever they are right now, um, that they are enough, that they have purpose, that they're unique, but that you belong. Um, one of the greatest compliments of my life, and I'm not saying this is not like a humble brag. I just want you to see where I'm coming from when I share this is um, a couple of years ago, I had just reached out to um, a girl I know and just to check in to see how she was doing. Cause she, like the Lord put her on my mind, on my heart. And I just wanted to see how she was doing. And I reached out to her and she just like responded with the sweetest reply. and was just, just saying these really kind things. But she said, I just want you to know that you make me and a lot of people feel like they belong. Like you do a good job of that. And I don't know if that's true, but it was like the highest compliment of my life. And I didn't know that that was my heart's desire to, to help, to, to really want other people to feel like they belong and to be a person who helps them feel that way until she said it like that. And so I want people to know today that you belong, you belong to the Lord and there is no greater place that you could be. You have a purpose and you are unique and beautiful and worth not uh, worthless. You are worthy. And um, that's what I want to say to all of our listeners and to anybody who ever listens to this today is you belong. That's so good. I feel like well, the first thing that popped in my head is a little similar, but also a little different. Um, you're not alone, yeah. right? Like I'm here for you. Steph's here for you. Jonathan's here for you. But God is here for you, right? Like, he is always with you. I might not physically be with you, but he is always with you. And, you know, I think that can you can kind of tie that back to also belonging, right? right. But it's, it's just, you know, you don't have to go through something alone. You're not the only one that's ever gone through whatever you're going through. I might not know it, but somebody out there knows what you're going through. So just for people to know that they are known and they're not alone. They don't have to walk through life alone or walk through their struggles alone, or they don't have to walk through their celebrations alone either. You know, like we're, 
we're here. God's here. So that's good. I love that. You belong and you're not alone. And I love that because it can, and I've felt this way before. So when I say this and speak to somebody, I'm speaking from personal experience, but you can be surrounded by many, many people and feel like you're completely alone, like on the inside. So hopefully um, if you're listening today, as you go forth, you remember today that you belong and you are not alone. Um, And going forth, hopefully you can can keep that at the forefront of your mind because God has made you wonderful. You're fearfully and wonderfully made, he says, and you have a purpose. You belong and you matter. You matter to God and you matter to us. So um, (laughs) put that plug in there. Uh, We are going into a new series next week called Close Encounters, but we are also going into our next in-person gathering. Can I come dressed as an alien? Yeah, sure. you should. For close encounter. <laughs> as oh, ET. There you go. Yeah, I did, there you I go. Did, we did pick that title because it's kind of like an October fall theme. I like it. You know, but really the focus is um, is our mission in the miracle. Like, what is your mission in the miracle? So we've been talking about all these uh, miracles uh, the last several weeks, but these next several weeks, we're going to be talking through some, again, some more miracles, but we're going to be talking about how people got involved. They got close to the miracle. They got, they were a part of it. And and we get to be a part of the miracles today. And um, I'm really excited for this new series because a lot of times we think about miracles and we think about these stories in the Bible and it seems so far off, but these stories that we're going to be talking about um, coming up over the next several weeks are going to be a really vivid reminder of how we still have a part to play today. We still can be involved with that. God has given us purpose and um, we can all be a part of big and small miracles every single day. So close encounters. Don't miss yes. out, you guys. That's starting next. Yeah. That is. Next week, October 18th at 10 a.m., you can either join us in person at Riverbend or... As always, we will be online, but either way, we hope that you join us uh, for worship and, and a little bit of focusing on the Word as we go into this new series. We love you all and hope you have a fantastic week. Bye! Well, that's all the time we have for today. Just a reminder for our listeners, we release these episodes every Wednesday, and we want to thank you for tuning into today's podcast. <laughs> yeah, everybody do their best Stephanie version. Goodbye. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Ready? All right, I'll go first. <laughs> Goodbye! That. You got it a little high. You got it. Yeah. yeah. Goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know. Like, it's not even that. Like, oh gosh. Stephanie, when you do it, it sounds like it needs like a motion. Like, goodbye. Oh, gosh. That's awesome. For more information and links to resources mentioned in today's episode, visit northparkrdu.com and click on the podcast page. You can also connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Join us every Wednesday for new episodes of Sunday to Sunday.